When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. Hello, and welcome to War Horses, the only college equestrian podcast that is going to go pretty quickly on this episode. I'm your host, Auburn Elvis. Let's talk about some college equestrian. All right, so I uh, had a lot of action this weekend, so let's just jump right into it with the meat, meat Recaps. All right, first we had some action on Thursday, TCU at Oklahoma State. This actually turned out to be the most, probably the most exciting uh, meet of the week here on day one, so there we go. Now, uh, let's see, on this one, I thought it was going to be pretty close, and it was very close. So, in fences, uh, TCU actually got shut out. Uh, the Cowgirls, you know, beat them 5-0. That's, it's, it's really hard to come back from that. We saw that with Baylor uh, in the previous two weeks ago, and uh, yeah, you you gotta you gotta be show enough to come back from that. The horsemanship also was up in the first half. TCU won that three to two, so that's pretty good. Not great at the half. It was eight to two in favor of Oklahoma State. Things are clicking for them. However, uh, it did look like, you know, there was a path for victory for TCU, particularly with raining, because they're pretty good in raining. Um, well, in the flat, uh, TCU took that 3-1. Uh, to one, There was a tie there. And then in raining, sure enough, TCU won that 4-1. to one, And uh, yeah, so it ended up being 10-9. to nine. So big road win for TCU, big come-from-behind road win. Yeah, uh, Oklahoma State's probably a little upset they let that one slip away, but it happens sometimes. Uh, usually doesn't happen at home, but it does every once in a while. So uh, there, really, you're going to see that there's there's we're starting to see separation where there's basically three groups of teams in the country. There's a group that can win big on the road. There's a group that wins big at home, and there's a group that really can't do either. Next up on Friday, South Carolina at South Dakota State. Now I thought this one was going to end up 11 to five, maybe 12 to four. It ended up 12 to eight. So. Fairly close. Uh, good job to the Jackrabbits for keeping it close. I'll just tell you how the events went. Fences went three to two for South Dakota State. Flat went four to one for South Carolina. Horsemanship went uh, three to two for South Carolina, and reigning also went three to two for South Carolina. So that was your score. Um, yeah, twelve to eight. So good job both teams, really. Next uh, meet we have South Carolina at well against Fresno State at uh, South Dakota State. Now, in the prediction, I thought this one was going to be a Gamecocks win 11-5, and it ended up being 12-4, so pretty close there. Fences was 3-1 for South Carolina. Flat was 3-1 for South Carolina. Horsemanship was 3-1 for South Carolina. And guess what reigning was? 3-1 for South Carolina. So, good guess. So, here we go. Two teams that have had some troubles in the last couple of years, but we see South Carolina starting to come back and get some national relevancy. Uh, Fresno State still has some questions they got to get answered. Next up, Georgia at Texas A&M. Now, I thought this one was going to be close. I predicted it would be about 11-9, uh, the Aggies. It was 13-6 for Texas A&M. So, not that close. So uh, here's how the events went. Fences went three to two for A and M. Flat went three to one for A and M. Horsemanship went four to one for A and M. 
and raining went 3-2 for A&M. So Georgia didn't win a single event, and that's how you end up getting a score like that. You know, these home meets, that's, you, you, you might get a score like that in a home meet. Uh, that happens sometimes. Even good teams can lose on the road. And uh, yeah, so Texas A&M, they, they look pretty good at home. Next up, we have Auburn at Baylor. So in this one, I thought that Auburn would struggle a little bit because it is on the road. Auburn has struggled on the road in some recent years, kind of like Baylor struggles on the road, but not quite to that extent. Well, here we go. I thought it was going to be 10-9, maybe 11-8 in favor of Auburn. It ended up being 16-3 Auburn. Uh, Fences was a 5-0 sweep for Auburn. And then I think they did, what did they do? Like horsemanship was 3-2 and then... Uh, then the flat was 3-1, and then raining was 5 nothing Auburn, something like that. Uh, I might have that a little mixed up. My notes are a little little spotty, but basically a big win for Auburn on the road, which a little tough to come by. Um, but no, great start for Auburn, not a great start for Baylor. We'll see if they can turn it around here coming up. Next meet to talk about is Fresno State at South Dakota State. So this is here on uh, Saturday. Now, I thought the Bulldogs were going to win this one. It'd be about 10-6. It ended up South Dakota State won this one 10 to 9. So in fences, that went 3 to 2 for Fresno State. Flat went 4 to 1 for South Dakota State. Horsemanship was 2 to 2 for everybody. Reigning was 3 to 2 for Fresno State. So you add that all up, that's how you get your uh, 10 to 9 uh, final score there. So big win for the Jackrabbits, kind of keeps their hopes alive that maybe they might could make it to Ocala at the end of the season, maybe. They'll have to put together some more big wins and and really not slip up with any of their um, ECAC conference foes. Uh, Yeah, so uh, good job on that. All right, moving right along. Now, there's one more meet. The NCAA did not want you to know about this meet because they didn't update it until like a day or two before. Bridgewater at Sweetbriar. I did not have a prediction on this one because I didn't know it was happening until the very last minute. Uh, Sweetbriar did end up winning 8-2. to uh, Benz's was 4-1 to for Sweetbriar, and so was Flat. So that's how you get your score right there. And that was our week's action and a very quick recap. Hope you enjoyed it. So now, let's take a look at the Golden, Golden Score Sheet Awards. For those of you who don't know, the Golden Score Sheet Award is a competition where each week I'm going to review all of the official score sheets and I award deductions or bonus points as needed based on the number of errors that I find. Each team began the season with 100 points, and at the end of the season, the team or teams with the highest point total will win an actual award for me commemorating their achievement in outstanding records keeping. All of the sheets are up on the website now, so even the ones I was missing from first three weeks, uh, they're, they're up now. So whoever over there at the NCA has been in charge of that has gotten on the ball. They put them all up there. Now, there are some link issues uh, with like Fresno State and South Carolina up against uh, South Dakota State. Some of the links are point to a duplicate one, but then there's one that's mislabeled that it actually goes to the one you want. So basically, go on that page and just click every link on the page. Eventually, you will find what you're looking for. Now, here are the standings. In a 12-way tie for first place with a perfect 100 points, we have Auburn, Delaware State, Fresno State, Georgia, Minnesota Crookston, Oklahoma State, SMU, South Dakota State, TCU, Texas A&M, UC Davis, and UT Martin. In 13th place is Baylor with 98 points. And in 14th place with 96 points is South Carolina. 
Basically, the Bears got a two-point deduction. Uh, they were missing the event totals for fences and raining for their team. Uh, basically, they got swept in those. There were zeros, and they just didn't feel like putting more zeros. So they just, maybe they ran out of zeros. But anyway, you still got to fill in those boxes. So I'll keep you posted as these uh, standings change. But right now, yeah, so we don't have a uh, 13-way tie anymore for first. It's now a 12-way tie. So see how that keeps going. Now let's take a look at the, the official, official Auburn Elvis, Elvis College, College Equestrian rankings. rankings. All right, it's week three of the rankings, and in this week we had absolutely no changes. Um, so we'll go through these pretty quickly. TCU, Auburn, Texas A&M, Georgia, SMU, South Carolina, Oklahoma State, Baylor, Delaware State, UC Davis. <laughs> Now, I will admit that I did think about moving uh, South Dakota State up, but they're still below UC Davis and UT Martin in the stats. And right now, it's so early. Um, not everybody has really ridden. Um, certainly not everybody has a, a very big resume. So at this point, I'm just going to back off and say, hey, let's get a few more meets before I start, you know, doing the transitive property of who beat whom. And so until then, Jackrabbits, I'm sorry. But beating Fresno State by one point just isn't as impressive these days as it used to be. Um, in the single discipline uh, rankings, nothing changed there as well. So here are the rankings there. Sweetbriar, Lynchburg, Berry College, Sacred Heart, Dartmouth, Bridgewater, Swanee, College of Charleston. Now, you're going to notice that I had Bridgewater at six and losing eight to two on the road to the number one team in the nation seems like something that a sixth place team would do. So no change was needed there. Um, oh, also, one other thing I do want to go into a little bit of detail here on the rankings. A listener messaged me, had had some questions because in last week's episode, I did say something about when I was going through and comparing the numbers uh, between Sweetbriar and Lynchburg and why I would put Lynchburg in second. Um, and, uh, the, you know, they're about a point behind, maybe point and a half uh, below Sweetbriar in terms of, of the returning starting production. Well, and so I, I sort of mentioned on the podcast, well, that's because they both lost some people. And well, this person said, well, I, I don't think Lynchburg has lost very many starters, if any. So I went back and looked, and he's right. Um, so what's going on there is all last year, the stats loved Sweetbriar. They were the number one team for pretty much the whole year, and the stats backed that up. When they got into the national championship meet, um, you know, one or two riders didn't ride their best, and that was enough for the upset. And Lynchburg won again. Even with Sweetbriar losing one or two people off of their starting lineup, they still have better stats. <laughs> That's how far above everybody else they were. So... Yeah, the stats really like Sweetbriar. I don't, you know, I can't tell you any more than that. I mean, when I, I went back through the numbers just to make sure. Now, there might be some uh, uh, where Lynchburg, because Lynchburg did ride in week two. And so since I did the rankings, the preseason ones on rank on week three, Lynchburg probably did take a little bit of hit because they rode against a single discipline school. They did lose. And so their stats did go down a little bit on that. So numbers wise, they should be a little bit closer to Sweetbriar but they're still in the second position, so I'm not going to move them. They are the number two team based on returning talent. So, yeah, basically Sweetbriar just had a big old lead in terms of talent, and they kind of underutilized it in the, uh, in, the, in the national championship. Okay, well, next item up for discussion is the, the Meet, 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 meet Previews. previews. 
All right, the first meet to look at, South Dakota State at UT Martin. The Jackrabbits showed that they can beat somebody besides Minnesota Crookson, uh, but that was at home. On the road, I think UT Martin is probably going to get the win here. Even with the worst record, uh, the Skyhawks just have more talent. I think this one is going to go about 13-7 to in favor of UT Martin. Also in Martin, Tennessee, we've got Auburn at UT Martin. Now, Auburn should win. Their jumping seat looks so good right now. Uh, the Western is just a little bit behind them, but still really good. I think it's going to be probably about 14-6 to Auburn, maybe 13-7 to if UT Martin is real, riding really well. But really, that should go. that one should go to Auburn. Moving right along, Oklahoma State at Baylor. All right, so this is Baylor's third chance here. They're at home. Man, Baylor is really, they're looking wounded. Uh, OSU is fairly strong, even with that narrow loss to TCU. I think this one's going to go to the Cowgirls. I think it's going to be 11-8. to eight. Um, They match up really well against Baylor, and they'll probably stay in front of them the, the whole day. I think Baylor will, will give it a good effort. I just, man, I, uh, you know. The stats are okay for Baylor, but they're getting worse every week, and it's not a good trend, so we'll see how that goes. Now, we have a bunch of meets on Saturday. Uh, Oklahoma State at SMU, so they're going to get in the buses and drive on over to uh, uh, Dallas. SMU looks to have the slight edge in every event except for reigning between these two teams, uh, in which they look to have an even bigger event advantage. Um uh, so I think this one is going to go, basically every event is going to be 3-2 to two in favor of SMU, and then reigning, it'll probably be 4-1. to one. So if that does happen, I think it's going to be 13-7 to seven Mustangs, something like that. So that's my prediction. Now we also have some single discipline meets here. We have Sacred Heart. They're going to ride um, some IHSA meets, and someone at the NCA thought that we wanted to know about that. So they put those on the schedule. So last week, they didn't have a meet on there that we wanted to know about, and now they're putting non-NCA meets on the schedule. So get it together, NCA schedule maker. Then we have Lynchburg at Dartmouth. Now the stats predict that the Hornets will sweep. <laughs> but I've heard that Dartmouth has a pretty good freshman, so even though it would be a little bit of a, you know, sort of equitation over feelings of me to just say, hey, I think Dartmouth will get a couple of points, I'm going to say, hey, I think Dartmouth will get a couple of points. So we're going to give two points to that that girl, and uh, Lynchburg will get all the rest, so we'll just say eight to two uh, in favor of Lynchburg. Then we have Sawani at Bridgewater College. Now, if you're wondering if I should have maybe moved Bridgewater down in the rankings after losing at Sweetbriar, this meet is going to tell us whether I should have done that because Sewanee is right below them in the rankings. Now, the stats favor the Eagles, but not by much because, you know, Sewanee doesn't have a lot of returning talent. They got a lot of question marks. Bridgewater, you know, we saw them this past week, but, you know, you can't go by just one week, and especially when you're riding against the number one team, who knows how good you really are. So, we're going to see how this works. Uh, I think it's probably going to be 7-3 to three Bridgewater. We don't know for sure because there's so many unknowns. We could, it could be the opposite. We'll see how it all goes, but uh, those those are our uh, our predictions there. So, yeah, uh, that's everything in my notes. There was a pretty quick one here today, but uh, that's what we got sometimes. Um, I want to say, as we uh, sort of sign off here, congratulations to all the teams. I know sometimes it sounds like I'm making fun of you. I'm honestly not making fun of you. All of y'all are great. Even if you lose, don't get your point or whatever, you're still doing a great job representing your schools, your families, your communities, and you're helping create this fun sport that we can all enjoy. So I don't want anybody to get the impression that I'm making fun of you or that you're not somehow living up, um, you know, to something. I mean, 
Obviously, if you're underperforming, you have a bad ride. You know about that. Your coaches know about that. That's not what I'm talking about. I don't want anybody to think that I'm putting you down just because you had a bad performance on the horse. Everybody is happy that this sport exists and it's growing. And and yeah, it's just such a cool thing. So please out there, don't think that I'm making fun of anybody. I'm really not. This is a fun sport. Weird things happen in it. And sometimes it just tickles me to see all these crazy results that, you know, nobody really expected. So, well, the riders, the moms of some of these riders expect their daughters to win all the time. So to them, they're not surprised by some of these weird results. But to me, when I look at the stats, sometimes I get surprised. And that's what I'm trying to, to, to get across there. So hope everybody's having fun. I'm having fun. That was week three. Uh, and that's all for this episode of War Horses. I am your host, Auburn Elvis. Thank you very much for listening and War Horses. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.